And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a terrific week. Uh, great show today. Uh, a very fun show today. I was joined by the great Zuby. Uh, for those who aren't familiar, Zuby is a, a rapper, an author, uh, a podcaster, a power lifter, uh, just a very interesting dude. So it was, it was a good chat. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. Uh, before I get to Zuby, guys, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, uh, or Spotify. We are officially on Spotify now, so if you're a Spotify user, uh, follow us over there. And hey, if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved with the show, hit us up over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right. Without further ado, here's my chat with Zuby. All right, guys, we're here with rapper, podcaster, author, powerlifter, all-around interesting cat, Zuby. Zuby, my hey, man, thanks up? for taking the time, man. You're, you're welcome, man. No problem at all. So I just mentioned this before we started recording, but I'm really grateful today of all days that uh, that you're on the podcast. Uh, I, this is a political commentary show. I do a lot of news of the day type stuff, and uh, I really hit the jackpot booking a non-political guest today of all days. Every other podcaster and commentator was up until 3 a.m. last night watching the ridiculous partisan impeachment sideshow hearing in the Senate. So, look, man, you really saved my butt from uh, boring myself to tears all night last night. So I, I, I really appreciate you, brother. <laughs> that's okay it was totally inadvertent but you know whatever i can do i'm happy to perfect timing so look we don't need to do a deep dive into your background i know you've you've talked extensively about that on other shows but just for the folks at home who uh, you know who might not be familiar with you who is zuby how did you get to where you are right now just kind of the brief overview no problem so my name is zuby um as you've said i'm an independent rapper i've released five albums and three eps over the years I'm also the author of the book, Strong Advice, Zuby's Guide to Fitness for Everybody, and I am the host of the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. So, um, yeah, I was born in the UK. I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I went to an international school for several years. I graduated from Oxford University, uh, worked in the corporate world for a couple years, and then and in 2011, I made a big jump to go and pursue my music and creative endeavors full-time, and I haven't died yet, and it's 2020, so um, I must be doing something right absolutely you know it's interesting just a side note here uh it's kind of funny man like uh you're born in the uk you you spent a lot of time in saudi arabia the mix of those two accents almost makes you sound american yeah it was it's it's from the school it 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 is american i I have no i have no saudi i have no saudi accent whatsoever but um when i was in saudi i went to an international school which is under the american school system most of my teachers were american lots of the students Uh, were american so yeah, the accent kind of stuck from there. Gotcha. All right, that makes sense. So I'm pretty sure the first time I, I heard of you um, a while ago was, I'm pretty sure it's from the viral video of you breaking the women's <laughs> powerlifting record, um, which is hilarious. Mm. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but was that the first thing that kind of brought you into like the political discussion? 
obviously the woke kind of PC folks were, were very mad. <laughs> were very mad at you for poking fun at their nonsense. Yeah. But was that kind of like your first like foray into this world? No, it wasn't. No. Um, it, it, obviously, if that was the first thing you saw, then that's the first thing you saw. But um, no, the the political foray or sociopolitical foray and cultural commentary that started in in 2018, and I've actually had a couple of posts go viral before that one, but that one reached tens of millions of people. So that that one was clearly my my most destructive social media post of all time, <laughs> Co- constructive and destructive, because um, it put me on the radar of quite literally millions of people. And right. um, so no, it was it wasn't my my first foray, but um, I've sort of found myself in a weird spot and that led to lots of other opportunities led to me you know getting on the joe rogan podcast and the ben shapiro show uh sargon of akkad candace owens the rubin report fox news sky news like all of these media outlets which wanted to talk about that issue and then the sort of wider socio-political and cultural issues around it so there aren't a lot of people who have my perspective so i'm happy to although it's not really what i initially sort of set out to do I mean, in being a rapper, what you're what you already are doing is putting into words and articulating thoughts, feelings, things going on around you that other people struggle to articulate. So that's essentially what I still do through my podcast and my interviews and some of my social commentary and everything like that. It's just a variation of the same thing. So I guess in some ways they may seem totally disconnected, but in other ways it's just doing the same thing in a different medium. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely get that. And uh, you know, I'm a professional musician too. I'm the singer of a rock and roll band. But you know, mm-hmm. I made the I made the conscious effort three years ago to start a political commentary podcast. Like that was a decision that I made to jump into yeah. this world. Why would like, you want? Why would you want to do that? I don't, man. I, I just really <laughs> hate, I just really hate myself. I, I don't know. I wasn't stressed enough being a, a a professional musician. I tried to you know stress myself out even more jumping into this arena. But, you know, like I, I made the decision to do that. You know, you kind of you didn't at first, I don't think, you know, like did, go go back because you've been a mm-hmm. musician for a long time. Going back five, ten years, like did you ever picture yourself talking politics? Like, do you? No, it, it, no, yeah. no, definitely not. I mean, my music is very apolitical as well. I mean, I right. think with some of my next releases coming out this year, that may change slightly because I know the veins that I'm sort of tapping into which resonate strongly with people and there's a lot of stuff I want to say that needs to be said so my music might get a touch more political but I certainly don't consider myself a highly political rapper and certainly not not a partisan artist or anything like that I just kind of I'm just honest to myself I'm, I'm truthful I call things how I see them and I have a courage that a lot of people don't seem to have to be willing to kind of stick my head above the parapet and talk about certain issues in certain ways that other people seem very apprehensive to do. Right, right. And I definitely want to talk more in depth about your music here in a second. But before I forget, uh, just back to that that viral video that really blew up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mean, I don't know how many views it has, but you know, millions and millions. But yeah. it's it's just so funny. It went viral because of the sheer comedy of it. I mean, the the woke left does this <laughs> with all sports. I mean, they do it across the sporting world. You hear it like the. You know, Serena Williams would beat Roger Federer, that, you know, that kind oh, of stuff, grief. which, which yeah. she obviously couldn't. She'd get destroyed and she's admitted as, as, as much. But, you know, at yeah. least, you know, you could, I don't know, some female golfer could be better than Tiger Woods. It's like, well, no, but at least they're just hitting a little ball. I mean, powerlifting, it's, mm. it's just comedy. I mean, it's the sport of, <laughs> of picking up heavy shit and putting it back down. I mean, like going back to 
our hunter-gatherer pre-civilization origins. Like the male body. Like we are made. We are built to pick up heavy stuff and move it around to kill animals for food and to protect our families from danger. And the female bodies are made to do drastically different things. So it's like there's no more striking example of how men and women are different than the sport of powerlifting. So I think that's why so many people gravitated to it because it's like you're not only kicking sand in the eyes of like the the PC culture, the woke culture, but it's just it's comedy. Like anybody who can't admit that men are better <laughs> at picking up heavy stuff than women. Like if you're not willing to admit that then you you really shouldn't be taken seriously at all as a well, human you're, being. You're right? talking you're talking about you're talking about people who can't even clearly define what a man <laughs> or a woman is. Right, so, right. Uh, you know, the the, and the the whole point of the reason it blew up is because it was a checkmate move, right? Right. Because it's, it's just right. I wasn't getting angry. It wasn't trying to debate the logic. It was taking the logic and using the logic. It was like, okay, well, you've told me that anyone who identifies as a woman is a woman. And you've told me that there's no strength advantage that men have over women. And so, you know, them competing against each other in these sports or anyone claiming to be a woman uh, competing in these sports is fine. There's, There's no advantage. So, okay, I'm just going with your logic. And uh, if you say that I'm not a woman, then you're being a bigot and a transphobe by your own definition, by your own rules and laws. And yeah, so I'm I'm the champion, period. Right. There you go. There's nothing. There's no there's no way anyone can counter that without, you know, either being someone who doesn't buy into that narrative to begin with or someone who's willing to be a hypocrite on their own rules. And those are the only two options. And, And that's why. I mean, the video has been out there for 11 months now and nobody, you know, of, of all the uh, of all the of all the backlash of all the uh, people who have tried to uh, call me names or say bad things about it. No one has been able to come together with a with a logically sound argument as to why I why that was not valid. Besides besides it obviously not being in a sanctioned competition, but there's no logical argument against it, which is why they just try to call names or, or assume negative motives. What, what's really funny with it is, I mean, I do have several transgender followers and what's, what's hilarious about it is that a lot of them DM'd me to say how, how funny they thought it was. And <laughs> right. lots of them, lots of them started following me after like from that video. So a lot of these people who are sort of claiming to represent them or choosing to be offended on their behalf and trying to find malice where there is no malice, um, you know, it just shows how foolish they are and it shows that they're not represented of the people who they claim to be representative of and you see this you see this all across the board with um i think the the woke left as you call them you know they like to get offended on behalf of black people and women and minorities and everybody who you know whether or not they're even part of that group they like to tell me what i should be offended by and what i should believe and what i should do and who i should vote for and all this crap and i don't buy into it i've never bought into it that's the thing i'm not even someone who's ever it's not like oh i used to be on that side and i shifted i'm like no no, I've, I've been here this whole time. I've just stayed normal and everybody else has gotten weird. So if you now think I'm the weird one, then, you know, that's on you. Yeah. I mean, people like us are weird because we didn't jump off the cliff like everyone else. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, it, literally. that That's all it is. Right. It, it's so funny because I suddenly became controversial in like 2018. You see what I mean? It's like right. I've been here since 2006, like putting out my music and I've been on Twitter since 2009. Right. And I, I was never controversial until until. <laughs> until the world shifted until the world shifted far enough that some of the very basic things I was saying suddenly became 
depending on who you are, either deeply profound or deeply controversial. And, um, you know, I kick the hornet's nest occasionally, but for the most part, I think that most of what I say is very reasonable and rational and some of it is just common sense. It, so, you know, there, people don't have to agree with absolutely everything I say, but I mean, anyone who follows me and is aware of what I do or who watches my interviews or anything knows that I come from a, I come from a place of reason and I come from a place of thought. So if so, if someone wants to you know challenge any of my ideas or question them or wants me to expand on them it's like cool I'm, I'm happy to i don't get emotional i don't start calling people's names i don't rant and rave and scream and and i'm also immune to that like i don't i don't care if people do that i've been called everything under the sun by now um i've got i don't just have a thick skin i have an exoskeleton so like i <laughs> right. really 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 do not care like i i just don't care so all of this stuff just just slides off me it just makes the it just makes the person calling you the names look stupid it just makes them look bad rather than making you look bad right and obviously because you do kick the hornet's nest occasionally and you don't buy into the the woke left you know nonsense narratives yeah obviously since you're not extremely progressive you're you're not a commie you're called a right-wing extremist naturally <laughs> um you know even for having a conversation with a guy like ben shapiro or dave rubin you're gonna be called oh, a right, oh yeah a right winger. yeah are, are you even i mean you'll be you'll get hate from having a conversation with me you know but like are you even a right winger like i, I are you a conservative Dude, like where I'm, do you even I'm, land on the political spectrum i'm i'm certainly more by today's see i actually put a tweet on this that went semi-viral a couple of weeks ago I, I said uh you know like as someone who grew up in saudi arabia and whose background is from nigeria I say it's funny because in in Saudi Arabia, I'm I'm probably like I'd be considered like a like a progressive. Oh yeah. In Nigeria, oh, abso- absolutely. Ni- in Nigeria, I'm like a liberal slash moderate, and in the UK, I'm pretty conservative, and all my views are the same across all three countries. So <laughs> it's very much depends on, you know, these 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 labels are very relative. You know, there's a lot of people who now are deemed conservatives who you know. A decade ago would have been considered liberal and it's not that their views have changed it's just that the window keeps shifting and shifting and shifting quite quickly where you're at the point now where if you think that there are only two genders that's now considered a conservative point of view and i'm kind of like okay that's interesting if you believe in free speech that's now considered a conservative point of view if you're an american and you support the constitution and the amendments then that's now a conservative point of view you don't need to go back very far far back i mean you can look at old speeches from barack obama from a, a decade ago or less and he sounds like a republican yeah. <laughs> right like the so the whole idea this whole thing that the the right or the conservatives have like shifted right whereas the left have stayed still it's it's that's a that's nonsense you know it's like if anything conservatives have become far more liberal or libertarian on many things as far as i've gathered and the, I don't really like to use the terms the left and the right because it, it creates like a, a false binary. It's more nuanced than that. But um, to simplify it, it's like, you know, that side has just run further down the side to the point where they're openly pushing for socialism and for open borders and gender theory is has become the sort of mainstream narrative. And people are trying to force other people to use pro, pro, like specific pronouns. It's like, where has all this come from? You see what I mean? It's like. Absolutely. Humanity, humanity lasted really long without us needing to introduce each other and tell people what our pronouns are. Like we, we've been good without that for a pretty long time. So why, I mean, I why think, is there a push to do that? 
I think it's just a symptom of us not having any real problems in Western yeah. civilization. I mean, yeah, like, if, well, you you're, know, if you're I, concerned I with pronouns, if you're if you're concerned with pronouns, man, brother, your life has to be pretty damn good. Yeah, you've <laughs> got to be comfortable, man. As someone who's traveled the world extensively, I can assure you that they're not having this conversation in, in most of the world because they've got real stuff to deal with. And if you brought this up to them, they, they'd laugh in your face. They wouldn't even know what you're talking about. I mean, I think it's two things. I think, one, I agree with you that it's from being far too comfortable and not having enough real problems. But I also think it's a distraction from the real problems because there, there are still real problems. Right. But it's hard to, you know, everybody only has so much outrage. So this is the problem with this whole outrage machine that gets fueled by social media is people spend all their time talking about and debating and getting outraged over total nonsense. And then you've got stuff which is legitimately worth outrage. And it doesn't, it doesn't get the headlines or it doesn't get people's attention. It doesn't get the hashtags or whatever. So in the UK, to give a perfect example, I mean, it's recently come to light over the last couple of years with over the past couple of weeks, some more, you know, groundbreaking things coming out that tens of thousands of British girls, teenagers have been systematically groomed and raped over the years by uh, by gangs. And the police have been covering this up for over a decade because they didn't want to be called out for potential racism. Right. Because a lot of these grooming gangs are. Uh, people of Pakistani in particular origin and primarily Muslim men. And so in the, uh, you know, for, for this political, politically correct fear of being labeled racist or Islamophobic, they instead decided to turn a blind eye and bury this while t tens of thousands of innocent girls have just been abused consistently. And that is worthy of outrage. But Absolutely. instead, people want to just talk about all this stuff with uh, Harry, Harry and Meghan, which has been dominating the, the news headlines for the past two weeks, people want to talk about white privilege. People just want to talk about all this nonsense. And it, it's a total distraction from legitimate issues. You know, there are legitimate human rights vi violations going on both in our own countries and certainly around the world. There are real problems that we still need to solve. There are still lots of homeless people on the street and drug addicts and people dying of opioids in the USA or suicide in the UK and the USA and all this, there are real problems. But um, instead, people want to talk because somebody had the wrong haircut or somebody wore the wore the wrong earrings or some crap. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. You're absolutely right. And yeah, I can't remember the last time um, the the press has even mentioned the. Uh, and I, I have read a little bit about these these grooming gangs and stuff in the in the UK. But you're mm. right. I mean, at least the American press hasn't mentioned it at all. I mean, heck, man, there's a what can basically only be described as a genocide going on in Yemen right now. I mean, dude, it's not, there's, it's not there's the a lot. It's not in the news. Man, I mean, we're, there's we're some real stuff going it. on. There's some yeah. real stuff going on, man. I mean, you've got Christians being persecuted all around the world. You've got Muslims being persecuted in China, over a million of them in up, essentially. Up to, two, up to two million, they're, they're estimating two, right now. Two million. That's, concentration that's camps. a country's worth of. It, dude. And yeah. people want to talk about this nonsense. I mean, this is this is why I can't take that whole. I don't know what you want to call it, that whole control left, progressive, woke nonsense. I cannot take any of it seriously because they never talk about the real issues, right? They're just trying to virtue signal and circle jerk over all of this nonsense. And they don't want to discuss any legitimate problem. It's like, look, if you were spending all this time and doing all this activism to raise awareness for some of these issues that we're talking about, then I can take you seriously because it's like, okay, I think you're actually trying to, you know, raise awareness for people who are genuinely suffering people who are you know being attacked and uh, you know killed and 
you know, it's, I, I can I can get that right. I can understand that type of activism. But this whole, whole oh look, someone someone used the wrong word on Twitter, or this girl wore the wrong dress to the prom, and this is cultural appropriation, or this model <laughs> this model this yeah. model wore dreadlocks at some fashion show in Paris, and so let's scream um, at, at the brand that runs the fashion show, or you know someone made a comment that was um slightly offensive to to fat people it, it's so ridiculous bro like, i i really you know like i make i poke fun at it all the time but it does also frustrate me i mean the reason i'm so critical of it is because it is a distraction right all this distraction just takes away it takes everybody's attention away from the real issues and these aren't even you know partisan issues like these are all things that everybody should be concerned about and everybody should be outraged by whether you're left wing, right wing, centrist, libertarian, you know, nobody's nobody's cool with genocide and nobody's cool with people being imprisoned because of their beliefs and their religion. And, you know, it's these are these are really nonpartisan issues, but people just want to talk about the nonsense. And, um, yeah, that's that's real talk right there. Yeah, man, I think you're absolutely right. So let's talk about your music a little bit, too. It's very rare that I have fellow musicians on the show. So, uh, you know, let's have some fun with that. But I really like your stuff, man. I really like your music. You have a very unique style. And uh, obviously, the, the first thing that jumps out is how positive the lyrics are, man. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a lyricist. I'm a songwriter. I've written something north of a thousand songs in my career. So oh, wow. Far. And That's yeah, crazy. man, I've yeah, I'm we're working on our fourth album, and then I have three EPs out before that as well. And I, I write about ten times as many songs as I need for each record, so it's it's pretty crazy. Oh, wow. but, but like you know, as a lyricist, I can tell you're making a concerted effort to put out positivity in into the world through your music. Mm. I mean, because when you sit down and write songs, hey man, sometimes you're having a bad day. Sometimes you know, like oh, some yeah, of yeah. my some of my music's uplifting, some of it's not. Like uh, all of your music, at least the majority of it. Like you're making an effort to to stick to certain kinds of content, right? You you, you have to be do you making. Know, do you know what? An effort you know, to, to you know put what? out positivity. Either that, you or you're what? just like the most positive person ever. No, it's, it's going to say, man, it's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not an effort. Really? It's not an effort. Like I'm. I'm just wired like that. I really? mean, I will. I will rap about whatever I want to rap about. But my mindset, my outlook on life, everything is. You know, I'm. I'm very. I'm a very optimistic person. I'm generally uh, a happy person. I'm someone who strives towards their dreams and who wants to encourage and inspire other people to do the same. So I typically, you know, that gets reflected in everything else that I do. That comes out in the lyrics. I'm not there. like I don't censor myself. I'm not there thinking, ooh, I, I don't want to say this because it might be a bit negative or whatever. You know, I do have songs that are a little more, you know, that are a bit more aggressive or you can tell, ooh, Zuby was a in a bit of a mad, bad mood when he recorded that verse or whatever, you know, I do, I do have those, but still it's not going to, it's never going to be, you know, I don't swear. It's not going to be laced with profanity. I'm not going to be encouraging violence towards people or using demeaning words or, you know, racial or homophobic slurs, anything like that. I, I've never done that. That's, I don't do that in real life. And I'm very, you know, I, I, I like to think I'm one of the most authentic people in the world. You know, people always say, keep it real, but Keeping it real is it's very easy to say, but it's very few people who actually do it. And I think that what draws people to me is because they know that I'm authentic, right? People are just so used to people lying all the time or hiding certain parts of themselves or trying to toe the party line or try to be politically correct or whatever. And I'm just like, no, you know, screw all that. I'm just going to be me. And 
tur- it turns out the more me that I am, the more fans I gain and the more successful I become. So it, you know, it's taken me a while to, to be able to do that and to have the courage and confidence to kind of just totally put myself out there more. But, um, people do appreciate it and it encourages other people to do the same thing. Yeah, definitely, man. And like the, the music too, the, the instrumentation in, in your stuff lends itself to your lyrical style, you know, which I think is a little bit rare in hip hop right now, because I mean, a lot of hip hop is very, very negative kind of, you know, mm. trying to tackle like the most negative aspects of life, that kind of thing. And, and the music fits that as well. Like you can't, you know, like, I yeah. don't know an example, like, you know, I know like what you Vin, mean. It's... Vin, Vin, Vince Staples, like the music in mm. Vince Staples songs, like you couldn't really write super happy positive lyrics because it would make no sense so, like, it has to yeah. like the the music and the lyrics have to fit and yours definitely does like it lends itself to that style and it's i think it's definitely you're onto something really unique man thank you man i appreciate that absolutely so the new book man you got to plug the book strong advice i'll be honest yeah. with you I haven't read it yet it's on it's on my list i am way way <laughs> behind the last like i have authors on the podcast all the time and i always get their books and it's just a stack at my house right now so like you know it, it yeah. i'll get i'll get to it eventually but so i haven't read it full disclosure i know most podcast hosts just pretend like they've read the book or whatever but no, that's okay uh, but it, i'm dude, honest with the audience but yeah man plug i'm a the podcast book. host myself dude it's hard to Right, right. Yeah, it sure is better just to be honest with the with the audience than try to fake hey, it. But I so plug the honesty. book, man. Why should every single man, woman, and child listening to this show buy your book immediately? Absolutely. So strong advice: Zuby's guide to fitness for everybody. This is a no nonsense guide to building muscle, burning fat, and creating your best body. Essentially, I've been lifting for even longer than I have been rapping. I've been working out for half of my life. Been through a lot of ups and downs, lots of trial and error, done a lot of things right, done a lot of things wrong. And so I wanted to distill all this knowledge that I gained over about 16, 17 years of my training and put it in a very simple and concise way, especially for beginners and intermediates, to help them to meet their goals. So whether you're trying to build muscle, burn fat, gain weight, lose weight, get in shape, get stronger, stay motivated, uh, develop your mindset, the book is broken down primarily into three chapters, mindset and motivation, nutrition and training. And it really just breaks it down for you people in very simple terms, teaches people the fundamentals and helps them to lay out their goals and achieve their goals in a way that um, is somewhat foolproof as long as they do it and they stick with it. Um, I got a message from someone a couple weeks ago who told me that they've lost over 50 pounds since they bought the book in June um, and have just simply been following the advice. Got another guy who, you know, sent me a 12 week update and he, you know, built muscle and burnt fat. Um, it's got tons of positive reviews. If you go on teamzuby.com, you can see lots of the positive reviews that people have left there. Uh, it's got like over, you know, 30, about 30 or so five star reviews, like 30 out of 30. Um, and yeah, man, it's, uh, uh, it's one of the most simple guides to fitness that you will find out there and also one of the most effective. So that is why people should buy strong advice. Everybody definitely check it out. Can I ask you just one random off uh, off the cuff nutrition question? Of course you can. Because I know you'll uh, you'll tweet about nutrition stuff and different diets and stuff a lot. Um, you're definitely a very knowledgeable guy in in terms of that. And I've uh, I'm I'm not a power lifter. I work out a lot and stuff, and I'm in okay shape. But I'm I'm no power lifter. But I've been on the keto diet for like four years, and oh, wow. uh, it's uh yeah like 2016 I think. 
And uh, it's it's done wonders for me. I had like really bad stomach problems, acid reflux and stuff, and I was gaining weight. And uh, it was it was real weird. And so I, I went keto, immediately lost 20 pounds, got in way better shape, and acid reflux completely went away within 48 hours. So it was okay. like, it was a godsend for me. But I've heard um, just from a lot of athletes and like powerlifters, stuff like that, that it's basic, that kind of diet, like with no grain, basically no carbs, just lots of protein, lots of fats and, and vegetables, stuff like that, that is not, not really compatible with powerlifting. And doing a lot of like explosive yeah. stuff. I was gonna say uh, this, that that diet is, is sounds that, like hell to me. Oh really? So is, is that true that, yeah. it, that it's not? It really wouldn't be compatible with something like powerlifting. Well, your body runs on carbohydrates, so right. cutting them out totally if you're any kind of sports competitor or athlete is a bad idea. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> to, to put it to put it that simply, carbohydrates are literally what your body runs on. I mean, if you're doing keto, all that's happening is your body is transforming fat and protein into carbohydrate so that it it can use it, which is a very inefficient process, which can mean that it's handy for the process of burning fat because it takes some calories to use, do that ketogenic process. But, um, if you're trying to tap into uh, carbohydrate energy glycogen in your muscles or in your liver for your brain to run on or for your muscles to run on, then it makes far more sense to just include carbohydrates in your diet. Right. Like the only, the the only negatives I've noticed is like, uh, after a lot of cardio, like I'll get tired a little bit faster. Like if Mm -hmm. I'm playing basketball for an hour or whatever, I'll get tired after 30, 40 minutes instead of an hour, that kind of thing. And I'll, at the end of a, your body's running out of carbs. Right, right. And, you know, at the end of a, a rock and roll show, if I'm jumping around like a maniac for an hour, I'll get tired a little sooner. I have to pace myself a little bit. So I kind of I, I figured that that was true, but I don't really know anything about yeah, nutrition. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry <laughs> to the audience for just no, that, uh, launching okay. into that topic. But, uh, hey, man, all right, I know we're running out of time, so I got to let you go. But uh, one more question. One more question, Zuby, and it's mm-hmm. an important one. Did Jeffrey Epstein kill himself? Of course not. <laughs> Everybody follow Zuby on Twitter at Zuby Music. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. He's got all his music, all kind of videos up there. Check out uh, Real Talk, the new podcast. Uh, yeah, man, keep in touch with Zuby. I'm sure there's a. You said what the fifth album is coming out this year? Uh, fifth album came out last year. Perseverance, last the year. best of Zuby, oh, out now. Oh my goodness! All right, so the sixth album will be coming out at some point soon. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everybody follow Zuby. He's great. Hopefully, he'll be back on the show. Thanks a lot for this, man. This was a lot of fun. Let's do it again. Everybody follow That's Zuby. Hit up the YouTube channel. Buy the new book, Strong Advice. Do it immediately. Buy it for a gift. I was going to say it's Christmas, but it is after Christmas. Wow, man. I'm, holy crap. Time is just flying. Everybody follow him. He's great. I'm Brady Leonard. That's all I got for today. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Oh, 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 oh.